0: Commingling funds in your business is a mistake that many business owners make, whether it's intentional or unintentional. There are times when funds may be commingled accidentally, and others when it's being done with no knowledge that it's even happened. In today's podcast episode, I'm breaking down what commingling funds means in your business, steps that you can make to stop commingling your funds, as well as how to fix your business financial statements if you realize you've been commingling funds in your business. Whether you're starting a business or side hustle, you're a self-employed individual, a solopreneur, entrepreneur, mompreneur, freelancer, business owner, bookkeeper, or virtual assistant. Understanding what commingling funds means and making sure that you have processes and procedures in place so that you don't run into these issues, will ensure that you are not only saving yourself time and money, but your personal liability may be impacted as well if you find yourself commingling funds in your business. If you're a business owner who wants to take your business to the next level, whether you're starting a business, you're building your business, or you're serious about growing your business, I want to invite you to work with me so that you can meet your goals in the most accelerated, streamlined, and efficient way possible. That also aligns with your life and the impact that you want to make with your business. As a CPA, business strategist, and coach, I've created two options for you to choose from when you work with me. The first is my Mastering Your Small Business Finances Profit Lab. This is a group program where we have live weekly business meetings and coaching sessions to answer your questions so that you can generate revenues and increase the profit in your business. You can learn more about The Profit Lab by going to financialadventure.com profit. Or, if you like the idea of working with me on a more private, one-on-one basis, you can schedule a free consultation session where we'll go over where you currently are in your business and where you'd like to see yourself and your business in the future. During this session, we'll begin to map out the steps you need to take to achieve your goals. I'm helping my clients start their businesses, become more profitable, set strategies to move their business forward, and take control of their business and their finances while allowing them the balance and ability to enjoy their personal lives by utilizing business strategy, coaching, mentorship, and support. You can schedule your session today by going to financialadventure.com and clicking on the Work With Me button. By taking action in your business, you'll achieve your goals. By keeping everything simple, you'll avoid confusion and overwhelm. You'll understand your business finances, your next steps, and you'll follow through with the vision that you have for your business. My goal is to help you dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right. As an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line Welcome back. Commingling funds is something that many business owners are doing and they might not even know that it's happening or the consequences it may have in their business. It is a common mistake even when business owners know they should be keeping these funds separate. Let's start with a description of what commingling funds actually means. The definition of commingling funds is when you mix funds or assets that belong to one party with funds belonging to another. Today, we're reflecting on business funds and personal funds being commingled. When you start your business, you should always keep your business and your personal funds separate. When you're an LLC or a corporation, your goal is to limit the personal liability that you could potentially have if there's ever any legal issues with your business. Keeping your business and your personal funds separate and not commingling them is important if you want to continue to keep that protection. If you have an LLC or a corporation and you've been commingling your funds between your business and yourself personally, you could lose the protection that you get by incorporating your business. You may have heard of the term piercing the corporate veil in the past. This is when you have commingled funds and in turn, could allow your creditors or others access to your personal assets in the case of a lawsuit. So the first step to ensure that you're not commingling funds in your business is to have separate bank accounts. This may mean that you need to open a business checking account, a business savings account, and potentially a business credit card account if you'll be using a credit card for your business. When you set these business accounts up, make sure that you're using them only for business purposes. Not only will having these separate business accounts save you time when you're recording your business transactions for your business's bookkeeping, but if you're paying someone to do the bookkeeping for your business, you'll likely save some money here as well. When you are only recording your business's transactions, the number of transactions will be much less. And, most bookkeepers base their fees on the number of transactions that you have in your business. If you're commingling your funds by using your business account for personal funds, you'll have many more transactions to record. On the flip side, if you're using a personal bank account for your business, you'll need to record all of the personal and business transactions so that you can adequately reconcile your bank statement at the end of each month. When you only have to record your business transactions, you'll be saving time and money when you're doing your bookkeeping. I often hear from clients who have not separated their business and their personal accounts that they will sort everything out. But I also hear from them how long it's taking them and how they procrastinate doing it because it's not a fun task to do. They tell me about how hard it is when they do finally go back to try to remember what was a business expense and what was a personal expense. The longer that you wait to do this, the harder it will get. Another question that I usually get asked in this area is what is actually considered a business expense? According to the IRS, to be deductible, a business expense must be both ordinary and necessary. An ordinary expense is one that is common and accepted in your industry. A necessary expense is one that is helpful and appropriate for your trade or business. Some common areas where commingling funds happen are in the travel, meals, entertainment, automobile expense, and office expense areas. Over the years, I have found a few tips that can help make sure that you are not commingling your funds. Whenever you're making a purchase that includes both business and personal items, simply ask the cashier to run them as two separate transactions so that you can use your business account to pay for your business purchases and your personal account to pay for your personal items. Make sure that whenever you're accepting payment for your products or your services in your business, that these funds are going directly into your business account. Even if you need these funds personally or you're planning to use the funds personally, create a paper trail where you deposit the revenues into your business account and then, if needed, you can transfer the funds out of the business account or write yourself a check. When you withdraw funds out of your business, you'll record them as a draw. Your draw account is located in the equity section of your balance sheet, so there will be no expense listed on your income statement for the funds that you are withdrawing. If you're depositing funds into your business from your personal funds, you'll want to record these in your equity section as an investment. Or, if you're planning on paying yourself back from the business, you can set up a note payable or a loan from the business to pay yourself so that you can track the payments that are being made for the money you loan to the business. If you made a purchase for the business with your personal account, you can easily write a check to yourself for the reimbursement and include a memo with the description of where it was originally purchased. If there are any personal expenses that are incurred with your business accounts, make sure that you are recording them as a draw so that they are not impacting your income statement. If you are commingling funds in your business, chances are your accounting and your bookkeeping will be difficult for you, and your financial statements could be inaccurate. Having accurate financial statements will help you make sound business decisions. If you're not able to rely on your financial statements due to the commingling of funds, you'll not only lack confidence in how your business is doing But if you're using this information to prepare your tax returns, they could be incorrect as well, which would lead to potential over- or underpaying the correct tax amount when it's due. If you're using your personal account for your business expenses, and you don't account for all the business expenses in your business, you'll be understating your expenses, which in turn causes you to pay more in taxes than you should. If you are already commingling your business and your personal funds, there's no better time than right now to fix it. Start by getting those separate business checking and savings accounts. And if you're using a credit card, get a separate credit card for your business as well. This will allow you to track your business funds correctly in the future. Next, You'll want to make the time to go back and identify all the personal transactions you've recorded in your business and record those correctly. You will then do the same for any personal funds that you've used for your business. This may take some time, but it will be time well spent for your business so that you can start relying on those financial statements from your business in the future. You can then make sure that you're setting up processes and procedures in your business so that you're not commingling funds any longer. When you do this, commingling funds is no longer a problem, and you know it won't happen in the future since you're aware and knowledgeable about what you need to do so that it doesn't happen in your business. If you have questions about how to set up these processes and procedures correctly in your business or you wonder how you can be more strategic with your business, make sure that you sign up for one of my consultation sessions. These sessions are so valuable for the clients who've signed up already. My promise to you after the session is that you'll understand more about your business and your personal life after the session. And you'll walk away knowing exactly what you should be working on next to reach the success that you're striving for you can go to financialadventure.com and click on the Work With Me button. I'm looking forward to meeting with you soon and digging deeper to see where you currently are in your business and to start creating actionable steps so that you can reach your vision and your goals for the future, not only in your business, but in your personal life as well. I'm ready to work with you, see all of your successes, and watch you become a thriving business owner while creating your best work-life balance. I'll post links to this and other valuable resources for business owners and accountants where you're listening to this podcast. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing that you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, Join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a 5-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do.